In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for gathering us into your presence to receive your word and your gifts. We pray that you let us rest and guide us by your Spirit. And remove distractions from our hearts and minds that we would hear of your comfort and promises for us in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. During Advent on Sundays, we've been walking through Isaiah's words, and Isaiah's words are, are really quite amazing. You see, the very first half of the book, for the most part, all the way up until chapter 39, are words of prophecy that are going to happen to God's people pretty close in time. Words of warning, words that exile is coming, words of judgment some heavy words that are pointing out the sins of the people. Now, the last two Sundays, though, we've been hearing a different word from Isaiah. A word from Isaiah from chapter 40 on that really doesn't have to do with the people then and there, but people a couple hundred years later, people that would be sitting in the midst of exile. And so as we hear these words today of comfort, comfort ye my people, they weren't necessarily to Hezekiah and the other Israelites that were right then and there. See, what Hezekiah and the other Israelites that were right then and there got to hear was that the Assyrians were coming in because of the sins of the people over the last several hundred years, that judgment was coming. And if you know anything about history and you know anything about the cultures that were around, the Assyrians were not nice. They would come through and wreak havoc. In fact, they had been making their charge down through the land and had been stopping town by town to make their way from the prominent places of where the Israelites would be at. And as they hit each town, they would send a messenger ahead of them to the next town and say, you see what's going on over there? You want to stop it? Bow down to our king. Trust our gods. Because there's nothing that's stopping that. We're strong. And you guys haven't been able to put up much of a fight. These are the words that would start to come to Hezekiah's ears. And so as the Assyrians made their charge closer and closer, they would hit the town of Lachish and absolutely decimate things. And this word would come to Hezekiah and he would start scrambling a bit to build a tunnel to get water inside the wall and get the place prepared. But, you know, Hezekiah did listen to God and turn to God and lean on him. Now, it didn't stop the people from going into exile. It just didn't happen by the Assyrians. See, that place of sin that the people were at, it really didn't change God's word at all. God's word was going to stand strong. That word was going to continue on. And in our lives, I think a lot of times we see that. Our lives butt up against God's word. And at times we want to say, how about God's word get a little bit weaker? Let me reshape it. Let me change it a little bit so it fits my life. I want to stand stronger than God's word does. It's just not how it works. I mean, even for Hezekiah and the Israelites, they continued to hear those prophecies of Isaiah resound in their ears, except Hezekiah kind of leaned back and said, well, at least I won't be alive when the Babylonians come along, and so, you know, now is a good time for me to kind of do what I want. And he started to listen to God a little bit less 
after that day. Their sins led to a time a couple hundred years later where they'd find themselves in exile. See, for us, it's, it's kind of interesting. It, it may not quite be a word of God coming to us to say that He's sending us into exile, but how many times do we find ourselves separated from God? I mean, think back through your life and the times in which you went the direction you wanted to go because of the way you wanted to stand and the way you wanted to do things, and then all of a sudden find yourself quite distant from God. His word being heard somewhere off in the distance, some gathering of some people somewhere that you've separated yourselves from because, you know, you just didn't need to hear it anymore because you had everything under control. I know how that goes. We think everything's fine on our own. We think our word is going to be good enough. Our way is going to be strong enough. And on our own, we find ourselves standing some distance, feeling separation, feeling like God's blessings are some faraway place from us wishing maybe we could get back to them. The hard part is when we stand on our own in the midst of those things, sometimes we lose our way also, find ourselves distant from God's Word, distant from God's people, having separated ourselves from all those relationships, and then all of a sudden can't seem to find a road back. God's people were taken to Babylon. Still not the greatest situation. They just handled exile a little different than the Assyrians, see. The Babylonians would come in and just take the most educated, take the wealthy, take the prominent, take the influencers of the day and move them out so that they couldn't influence the people anymore. The Assyrians would intermarry and wipe a generation out. But as God's people sat in exile... In Babylon, there was another voice that continued to speak to them. And Daniel carried God's word during that time. And as he would stand there in the midst of exile and want to speak God's word to them, to let them know that they would be back at some point in time, back in God's house. I want you to think of those little voices that would speak into your ears. People that God would send your way in those moments where you're feeling separated from all good things that God has for you. When you're finding that standing on your own is way too hard to stand strong. God brings someone into your life. Speak a word into your ear. That His promises remain true. That His promises are still present. That His Word continues to last through the ages and through the years of your life and through all the situations where your sin doesn't affect God's Word one bit or His promises. All it does is it tends to separate you, get you somewhere further away from Him where you don't get to hear those promises as much, but God continues to bring a voice. Sometimes from the unlikeliest of places and the unlikeliest of people, but he brings a voice into your ear that says, you are still mine. You may be distant, maybe far away, but you are still mine. Those times in between the exile and that closeness with God, we find ourselves in a bit of a wilderness. Have you ever been stuck in the middle of a wilderness? Let me ask it a different way. If you've ever been driving on a road 
and whatever navigation you've been using, whether it's paper maps that are upside down or a GPS that runs out of battery, all of a sudden isn't useful anymore? You feel a little lost, don't you? Unless you've got a voice in the passenger seat next to you, they will always tell you where to go. Doesn't matter what the voice is or who the voice is, one way or another, they're going to tell you where to go and how to get to where you need to be, and I'm not pointing fingers at any particular relationship. It just happens to be that whoever's in the passenger seat or the back seat will absolutely tell you you are lost. And sometimes we need that voice, don't we? A voice that just stops you when you're in the middle of a place that makes absolutely no sense and it just says, turn around. Stop the way you're going because the way you're going is leading further away from everything that's good and the place where you need to get. Just stop. A voice that continues to carry strong even through the wilderness. Do you realize it had been 700 years for God's people? From the time of Isaiah, preaching a voice in the wilderness is going to cry out, prepare the way of the Lord, 700 years. I know sometimes driving in the wilderness feels like 700 years, but it's not. 700 years they had been waiting, 700 years of everything starting to implode and finding themselves in exile and then going back to Jerusalem with Ezra and Nehemiah and having to build walls back up and see a temple come together that's nowhere near in the same glory as it was when Solomon had built it. 700 years of waiting. About three lifetimes of the United States of America, roughly. 700 years worth of waiting to see a prophecy fulfilled. And all of a sudden, out in the middle by the Jordan, comes a dude in camel's hair eating a weird diet, preaching a word of repentance. Stop the direction you're going. God's word is coming closer. That word of God that would continue to stand strong through all of the centuries, through all of the events, through all of the people, through all of the sin of Israel, through every culture that had come through, nothing changed that word. It continued to stand strong through the generations, continued to hold on to God's people, continued to be spoken into their ears, and finally, it's spoken on the lips of John the Baptist, the last Old Testament prophet. We'll talk more about him in the coming weeks. But that word of God that continued to stand strong to point out the fact that God had not gone away, that God had said they would go into exile as they did, that God said they'd be in the wilderness as they were, and then all of a sudden God's word very present, shouting, repent, your sins need to be forgiven. A lot of times we need to hear that word too, don't we? And we do. We hear that word through our brothers and sisters who hold us accountable. We hear that word from God's word directly. We hear that word that all of a sudden sinks deep within us and says, man, how you've been trying to stand on your own is not going to last very long. You see, John came not just to preach repentance, forgiveness of sins. He came to prepare the way of the Lord, to make straight the paths in the wilderness. The Lord, the Messiah, 
the Savior, God's Word standing on two feet, God's Word present in the flesh for His people, God's Word that would not just simply wash the outside as John's baptism and all of the practices of purification for the Jews would have done, but God's Word that would speak the Holy Spirit into hearts, that would wrap you up in His promises, that would claim you and change you in a way that no other word could because no other word is strong enough. That word it doesn't just tell you about forgiveness or tell you to do something different, but a word that is living and active that moves and works forgiveness because that word standing strong would stand strong on the cross. Die and rise again because not even death was strong enough to hold that word. So that it would stand there and continue to preach. So it would stand there and continue to speak God's love for you. So it would stand there and continue to let you know that no matter what you do, you can't change God's Word. But His Word has absolutely changed you. Stronger than anything you could put up against it. It's absolutely changed you. It's changed you to have a heart of flesh that beats for God's word. To have a life that's shaped by that word so that you would know exactly who you are before God. And then he would send you out to speak that same word into others' ears so that they would hear the words of repent, be forgiven. Know that God loves you because his word changes things. And it continues to stand strong. As much as we may feel like we're in the wilderness and as much as it may feel like God's church is dwindling or falling apart, no, every single day more and more are baptized into God's church. More and more every single day His word is preached into the ears that need to hear it and then more and more all throughout the ages. God's word stands strong. Not even the gates of hell will prevail against it because Jesus alive and standing strong for you. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done for us through your Son, Jesus, that in Him we have life, that in Him we have forgiveness, that in Him we have salvation. We pray that as we wait in this time of Advent, waiting for Christ to come once again, that you would continue to hold on to us by your strong word. You'd continue to shape us in lives of holiness that would speak your word into others' ears so they would know of your love for them. We pray you continue to hold on to us when we feel like we are separated from you in the wilderness, that you'd continue to come to us, grab a hold of us, and draw us near. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite you